Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back. It's hour number two of Around the House. Nice to have you with us here on the program. We're excited to have our once-a-year Special guest on the uh, on the phone with us, I, uh, Terry Wright from the Bonide Companies here. Terry, I don't. This is, I don't know, five or six, seven, maybe seven years we've been together, something like that, right? I think you're right. I think you are. And you are you still you you were uh, calling from where, where were you calling from last time? Uh, I, I'm usually in Oklahoma City when we talk. That's where I live. So. This weekend, that's where I am. I'm in my home office in Oklahoma City. Well, I'm glad you called and glad you joined us. I've been looking forward uh, to this. Uh, Terry works for the Bonide Company, one of our great sponsors here on the show. It's a company that makes wonderful products for gardening and uh, you know, home and garden stuff that most many of the products are all natural and they are all environmentally and kid and pet friendly. It's a great company with a good reputation. Uh, I brag about, uh, Terry, your repels all, all the time because I've got deer. The deer and antelope, mostly deer, play in my neighborhood, and repels all really works works well for them because they love my, you know, my per- flowering perennials. You know how that goes. So. Oh, they're anyway. tender and young. They like that. Yeah, they do, yeah. So if you want to ha- have a lawn and garden question for Terry, uh, give us a call, 303-713-8255 is our... Uh, contact lines. So funny, Kathy sent me an email about, I don't know, 10 minutes ago. Terry, I thought I would hold over to this hour, and she has a question, I think, right up your alley. Best natural way to repel gophers, do those sonic repellents work? And my answer to, to, to her would be, and I'm sure yours would be too, those sonic repellents for any kind of critter, whether it's spiders or mice or anything, they work uh, for a little bit, and then they don't work uh, at all. Do you agree, and what would you use on gophers? Actually, we've had pretty good luck with them. We have a really strong sonic uh, spike. We have one that is solar and one that's battery-powered, and we tested them, actually, uh, in one of my people that works for me's lawn, and uh, he had a problem with uh, gophers coming in and moles, and, you know, it's a very, very loud chatter. Um, you don't want it close to your home because it would be annoying. But out in your lawn, away from your windows and your patio, it works pretty well, actually, and seems to drive them away. They just hate that, that noise. Well, you course, okay, you're talking about audible uh, sonic mm-hmm. uh, re- repellents. Right. I was mm-hmm. talking about the inaudible one. You know, people uh, go online and QV, not about QVC, but on TV they sell uh, inaudible spider repellents oh. and mouse repellents. And uh, yeah, people those re- are a lot different. The ones with yeah. the sound and the loud chatter are the ones that yes. do a good job for for moles and gophers. Yeah, yeah, and well, that's interesting because the invisible one or the uh, inaudible ones. People say, well, the the mice went away for a week or so, and now they're back and all that. <laughs> um, so uh, moles, we have moles and voles up here, and I don't, maybe 
I don't know which we have more of, moles or voles, but we have snow cover, as you probably have a little down there. We have a lot up here, and they love to run around under the snow, as you know, and make tunnels, and, and ha I don't know if they, they hold proms and barn dances or what. They just have a great time under our snow cover. on the trees. <laughs> yeah. They're irritating as all get out. And I, do you have the same th problem down your way? We don't see voles as much in the winter here. We see them in the summer where they're feeding on our perennial roots and things like that. And uh, they seem to be a lot more prolific that time of year for us, sometimes even in the fall. But Denver, your area is a lot different where the winter they seem to come out and, and feed and need that. So you see them a lot more in the wintertime than we do. But Molmax does a wonderful job on the moles and voles. We know that uh, it gets applied right on top of the snow many, many times in Denver and seems to do a great job. Yeah, and is this kind of, I hate to use the word eco-friendly, but you know what I mean. It's, it's fairly safe stuff it, to use it around. It is totally safe. It's all natural. It's uh, people and pet safe. So Good it's deal. all natural product. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Repelzol, I, I, which, as I, I say, I talk about all the time, it, it has a little bit of a, I can't decide if it's a garlicky or just sort of a, a funny smell to human noses, but that goes away in about an hour or so. Um, and, and apparently it sticks around for a month or more be, to, to, repel, uh, to repel those deer and other critters uh, around the house. But... Uh, I think it's an all-natural product, too. I don't know what you all put in it. It's just a little smelly at first, but it does tend to go away. It is all-natural. All of our repellents are people and pets' sake. We think it's important to, uh, several years ago, we changed everything over to all-natural in our repellent line. And we want to be safe and totally where people can use it around their pets and their children and grandchildren and things like that in their lawn. So a, now, a very I've safe even... product. Sure. I've even, uh, and I know he's probably not listed, but I've even, uh, we have a big woodpecker or flicker by any other name uh, problem <laughs> up here. And uh, we have a lot of woods, piney woods and so on. Uh, you know, Black Forest is one place uh, where there's a lot of houses that have all natural like cedar siding. And the, the woodpeckers mm -hmm. seem to love the, those conditions. Even now we have a lot of stucco houses here and they love stucco because it makes such a great, such a great echoey kind of drumhead noise. And I've even suggested maybe spraying some repels all around those holes. Now it's maybe not listed for that. What do you think about that? It's not listed for that, and I work for the company, so I cannot recommend anything that is not listed on the label. So I, I have no experience with having used it well, for that. you know what? I'm going to recommend it anyway because it's a good product. And what do they say? It can't hurt, right? So um, <laughs> woodpeckers are a nuisance. Now, they get on my furnace flue pipe, and they bang away, and uh, and they they... they from everything that I read, it's a it's a it's a territorial uh, kind of a mating thing. Uh, they're trying to attract females and repel other males away from the situation, and uh, so uh, anything to get. And so what we've decided, uh, and I've done this show for 25 years now, that the consensus, you know, you can hang fake owls and snakes and CD reflectors, uh, tin foil around the house, but what people have the consensus is you build a nesting box for them, and they tend to move in, have a family, and they do a lot less banging away on the house. So uh, some people have taken that advice, and you can get birdhouses, you know, and for for woodpeckers, but um, mm -hmm. uh, and, and try to accommodate 
them. You know, when I was a kid, there were other ways dealing with them involving um, ammunition and so on. But those days are those days are gone. And um, now we have to accommodate urban wildlife, I guess, don't we? Anyway, so um, this time of year, we're very and we've had a late spring here, Terry. Um, I, I was think actually in Denver uh, a week ago when it snowed. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Sure. Well, I think we're at least two, maybe almost three weeks later than normal. That's Mother Nature for you. But now everybody's very lawn conscious uh, in, in terms of aeration and fertilizing and, and weeds and so on. You guys have some, a couple of weed. Um, uh, you, you have some weed products that work pretty well, don't you, in, uh, in, in a we lawn do. environment? Probably one of our most popular that I see on the shelf the most in Denver is our... Uh, um, weed Beater Ultra, and we have it in a in an RTU ready to spray, ready to use, and then we have it in a hose-on ready to spray and a concentrate as well. Ours is a non-2,4-D formula, so it's not volatile. It doesn't drift as much in the wind. It's a lot safer to use and not hurt your neighbor's tomato plants or their flowers that might be out right that time of year when you're spraying your herbicide. And now this this doesn't hurt lawn grasses. No, no, it's totally safe for your lawn. This is a uh, a selective herbicide, so it's only going to work on broadleaf weeds, and it can tell the difference between a broadleaf and a grassy, uh, like turf grass. Yeah, uh, does it work on dandelions? Definitely. It works on over 100 weeds that you'll see listed on the label, but dandelions, henbit, chickweed, clover, all of those type of things. Listen, I have a lot of extra dandelions I'd be willing to ship you if you give me your address because um, (laughs) that's... I think one of my neighbors is already trying to do that for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's uh, when when they get a toehold, it is really crazy how they, they proliferate and uh, and, uh, and and I have I, I don't know if you have a product which I uh, quack grass does that ring a bell with you? Oh yeah, quack grass is pretty common. It's, if you use the same type of thing for quack that you use for crabgrass, so you'll see our crabgrass uh, spray on the shelf out there, and uh, it's going to be same thing usually available in a ready to spray hose on product it's a quinclorac product so it's going to take care of just the grassy weeds so your barnyard grass your quack grass your um, any of your crab grass that type of thing we use it once it's out and green and growing and then you can use it uh, up until 85 degrees now the quack grass is, in, at least in my yard, and I'm, it has like tendrils underground, as opposed to just regular clumps of grass you pull out. It tends to be very difficult to pull out because I think it's all sort of interconnected. Am, am I right about that? And it, and and d- does your it, product kill the roots too, Terry? It does. It goes down and kills the the roots as well. Now the one thing you're going to see if you've got a real prolific stand of quack grass. And when I say prolific, I mean a real thick area where it's heavily populated and you're seeing more of the quackgrass than you are, say, your fescues and bluegrasses that normally are in your lawn there. When you yeah. see that, you might have to spray more than one time uh, to get clear all the way down to the root. You'll see it grow on the top. You may see a little bit come back, 
but it does go down and kill the roots. But some of those roots travel quite a ways. Yeah, so it, that's my, it takes my impression. a little bit sometimes to get all of the roots. Now, would it be a good idea to whack whack it down first with a with a weed um, uh, with a you know a weed whacker uh, a type machine and then spray it on or just spray it on as it is? Actually, you want to well, you never want to uh, mow or or weedy your uh, weeds right before you apply an herbicide. You want them to be actively growing. When you do that, you've, you've shocked it, and it doesn't absorb as much the chemical. So oh. you want it to wait until you have, if you've mowed or, or weeded your lawn, you're going to want to wait at least three days before you apply any kind of herbicide. You're better when you've got it all actively growing so it's absorbing everything around it. Um, if it is really tall, if it's, if it's abnormally tall, taller than your lawn, you know, normally is, then, yes, knock it down, wait your three days, and then apply the product. But never do it right after you've mowed or weeded it because you're not going to be successful at all. That answer is worth the price of your whole visit today because I've, I've, I've been doing it wrong I get the, I get so mad at this quack grass. And you're that not I, the only one either, Ken. Yeah. That's a pretty common mistake for a homeowner. They think, yeah. oh, I'll weed eat it, and it'll be it'll take it in more, like they do with a cut on a tree sometimes. And that's not the case with an herbicide at all. So you say you shock the plant, and it's and it shuts down for a couple of days, then, huh? That's right, and it doesn't yeah. absorb the product. Well, that's great advice. I'm really glad you. I asked that question. We'll be uh, right back. Time for a break. Uh, Questions about lawn and garden issues for Terry Wright of Bonide. We'd love to have you involved. 303-713-8255. Got a fix-it problem for your house? Ken Moon can help. Call 303-713-TALK. That's 303-713-8255. 23 minutes after 10 o'clock, Terry Wright from the Bonite Company is taking lawn and garden questions. So we'd be delighted if you want to check in with us on the program at 303-713-8255. As Jeff in Boulder has, Jeff, you're on the air. Good morning. Hi. Hey, Jeff. Yeah, I was wondering if uh, any of these uh, mold deterrents would work for squirrels. That's a great question, and actually some of them do. Are the squirrels outside your home, or are they trying to get into your attic? No, they just love the trees, especially eating the bark off the trees. Okay. We've got a couple of different products that you can use for squirrels, and depending on if they're low enough on the tree, if it's a younger tree and you can reach where they're coming onto the tree, you know, around the base, or, or if it's high up in an older tree, it's a little more difficult to treat. Where are you seeing the, the squirrels attacking your trees, up high um, or, or down they, lower? They, they nest in a large spruce tree, and then they come out during the day and get up in a big maple and in a big locust. And I have a columnar English oak that just leafed out, and they love nibbling the nice green fresh leaves mm-hmm. on that. There's a couple of different things you can use. The things that we're using for squirrels a lot of times are things that are going to irritate their eyes, which are also in some of the mold deterrents. But in this case, because they are up in your trees, you could use a couple of different products. We have a a deer and rabbit repellent, which is capsicum hot pepper. 
And if you can get that anywhere around the tree, that scent will irritate their eyes, make it water and burn, and they'll move to someone else's trees in the neighborhood. Does it, they'll does move it them on down away? the road, so to speak. Does it get washed uh, away when it rains? Or? It, would, it, it could. It's, it's supposed to last, you know, up to three weeks. But when you're applying it from a a distance, you know, it's not going to probably last as long, so you may have to reapply. The other thing we have is a scent pack, and the scent pack is in a product called Rat Magic. But there again, a rodent is a lot like a squirrel with the uh, eye uh, irritation, so it is a capsicum pepper in that as well, and it's a throw pack that you can, you know, even toss up into the tree. And it will wear off after it's been out for a while, but it's going to send them away to a different area. And once you break that habit, they're less likely to want to come back to that area. They'll make a home somewhere else. A lot of people think uh, think a squirrel is simply a rat with a prettier tail, uh, Terry, but anyway. I I agree. Um, Can you get those on Amazon? Um, Some of our... Our companies that sell them have them on Amazon. But if I were you, if you live in Boulder, I'd probably go visit my friends at McGunkin Hardware. There you go. Okay, thank you. McGunkin's. Well, that's mm-hmm. a great. That's a great store. Hey, um, it uh, Terry, <laughs> it, it's fabulous. Yeah, um, I just had a caller uh, to uh, Kaylin took it in the control room. What's the name again of the product that kills quack grass? Was that your crabgrass? Killer, is that what you'd said? It, it is. Uh-huh. Okay, bonide crabgrass killer. Okay, very good. Yeah, and um, uh, all, many of the, the best hardware stores and garden centers all over Denver, and I've got that list from you all of uh, carrier products, so very good. Let's talk to Richard up in beautiful Estes Park, Colorado. Uh, you're Hello. on the air, Richard, with Terry Wright uh, on Around the House. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Appreciate you taking my call. I'm a Oklahoma, lifetime Oklahoma Resident, recently retired to Estes Park, and I love it up there. Love it in Colorado. I have two questions. One is, uh, one, one, I, I have two topics. One is about the bowls, and the other is about grass seed. Um, the bowls, you mentioned mole max. I, that must be an application, either a, a granular or a liquid. Is that right? You can buy it either way. That's correct. Okay. And then the, you also mentioned the, uh, the Audible. Do you have a recommendation of, of the Audible? If you're doing a smaller area, then uh, we use that a lot in a, in a target area. When you do the Mole Max, you're treating your whole lawn area, and okay. you start out by treating closest to the house and working your way out, halfway out, say, into your yard. And then you stop because you have to let them get away from the house first. You don't want to trap them in your lawn. So you let them go on and move out of the yard, and then the next day you do the other half. And once you've done that, you you water it in, of course, but once you've done that, then every 30 days you do the perimeter band around your lawn and don't have to treat the whole lawn. Okay. when you do the mole max. If you've got a smaller target area that they're really giving you fits in, and maybe it's an odd area, um, the gentleman that worked for me that we tried it on had an area where it was closer to the street by a neighbor's yard, and it was across his sidewalk. So 
but made a great test area because we didn't put the Molmax there. We just put the solar there right. and watched the solar unit work. So it was a smaller area. Okay, and, and tell me about the, do you have a recommendation of the solar uh, Audible? You talk about the well, Sonic, the Sonic uh, yeah, products. Yeah, I think earlier you were talking about the Audible. I think you were talking about oh, oh yeah, mm-hmm. high frequency. But now I'm talking about there. You said there was a, a an actual Audible that was kind of a chatter. We make one. Uh, Bonides is just a solar mold. We call it. It's still branded with the Molmax name by Bert okay. Bonides, but it's okay. a solar spike. It's called. Okay, got it. Okay, and then my other mm-hmm. question is. Uh, I uh, am putting in a yard at uh, at the park. Uh, what would I look for in terms of grass seed for an elevation at eight thousand feet? Boy, you're you're really going to want to do your cool season. Uh, you've got your local stores probably sell a blend, a regional brand, blend, or Bonide makes a cool season grass. Uh, several different mixtures. We have one that I really like that's called Dense Shade, and it's a mixture of bluegrasses and just a few of your other wider blade fescues in with it, not too wide. But okay. you use different types of grasses so that if you get a fungus or something of that sort, that your grass can, will hold up better overall rather than using all one seed. Okay, could you could you repeat that that name again? Something shade. Ours is Bonides Dense Shade Mix. Okay, gotcha. Okay, well, I appreciate your uh, appreciate your help. Thank you very much. Thanks. Well, for thank calling. you for calling. That those are a couple of great questions. Have you been to Estes Park, Terry? I haven't. It hasn't been lately. It's been several years ago. Oh but what man, a beautiful area. Uh, you know, I, I, Oklahoma is a wonderful place with terrific people, but Estes Park. It's like moving into a movie set. It's really well, nice it's up there. Well, it's a whole different life, yes. Oh, absolutely, if yeah. It, if you've got a minute, I, can't, I moved here. I thought, oh, great, I don't have to use my mower anymore. So I put a fence in to keep the, the, the elk and the deer out. Then I said, well, that doesn't look good. I need to put a yard in. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's right back where he started from. Hey, listen, Richard, Thank those are great questions. Thanks for your call. We'll Thank take you. our half-hour break here and be back with Terry Wright from Bonai right after this. 303-713-8255. It's 24 minutes before 11 o'clock, and this is the Around the House program with Terry Wright from the Bonai Company. We're glad you uh, are stopping by, and if you have a lawn or garden issue or question for Terry, give us a call. 713-8255. Gene... In uh, Highlands Ranch, good morning. Hi, you're on the air. Gene hung up. Oh, sorry about that. We'll call back if you want to, uh, Gene. A couple of email questions for you um, uh, this morning, Terry. Um, This is a good question from Mike. Does the quackgrass killer have something to make it stick to the grass leaves? Other products I used uh, just beat up on the leaf or, or roll off. Ours, all of our products uh, that need them have a uh, spreader sticker in it so that it will uh, stick to the leaves of the weeds and the blades of the grass that you're trying to kill in a, that kind of a situation. Yeah. What that does, sometimes it looks like it's speeding up, but it changes the, the shape of the molecule so that it stays on the grass. Very good. So it will stick and start to do its work. And so, so when you spray it on like a, a like a, a weed 
leaf, it travels down. I mean, it's absorbed down through the plant, down into the root system, basically. Uh, it's, um, if it is a systemic weed killer, yes. Yeah. Yes, it'll go to the root system. This mm-hmm. travels the other way, so to speak. Oh, very good. Right. Yeah. Well, it's absorbed by the tissue as well. Yes. Okay. Uh, what else do we have here for you? Um, repeat. Oh, this is from Susan. Repeat the name. That's a, the crabgrass killer. Uh, is for uh, uh, is for the crabgrass. Yeah. That's that we've already mm-hmm. we've already answered uh, answered that. Well, you've given me some hope on this crabgrass. You know, when I I've been in this house about 15 years, and when I moved in here, uh, the 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 flower gardens were nice and pristine, and this crabgrass is gradually and I, I must you know I probably caught it from a neighbor. Who knows? Um, and it's, it's, it can one, blow in even the seed. Yeah, it's not yeah. unusual. But yeah. what you also ought to consider doing, Ken, if we've got a minute here, I'm going to make yeah, another please. recommendation. That you, in the early season, on the years you're not overseeding your uh, cool season grass, if you uh, overseed in the fall, then in the uh, spring, put on a pre-emergent real early spring, like uh, in in March, and what that's going to do, that's going to prevent that quack grass seed from germinating if indeed it does blow in from a neighbor. Would that so, apply to my flower gardens as well? Well, you can use certain types. You can use. And the one that I like the most that you'll see in the Colorado market from Bonide is our uh, crabgrass preventer. And our crabgrass preventer, we have two, but the one I'm speaking of has no fertilizer in with it. It says crabgrass preventer for ornamentals and lawns. And what that is is dimension. So in dimension, you can use that product in your flower beds as well as your lawn and your landscape beds. And that's the one I use in my lawn. It's great because you can prevent the weed seed, the broadleaves and the grassy weeds from germinating, and then you don't have to spray as much in season. You might have to spot spray here and there, but um, if you you just can do that in the time frame when you're not overseeding your lawn, because obviously it would keep your grass seed from germinating as well. But if you're if your grass if you're uh, putting on your grass seed, you know, overseeding in the fall months. Then you could come back after that's up and been mowed three times. So you could come back in March and put on your pre-emergent like this to prevent that seed from coming up. And it it creates a gaseous barrier. And what that does is it keeps that seed from breaking through that barrier as long as it hasn't been disturbed. So it really saves you a lot of work. I found, I'm trying a little experiment uh, this year. I found a, a mulch at one of the local home centers uh, that advertises it has some kind of an herbicide built in that they say will last for six months. It has a couple of chemical names to it. And uh, and so uh, I threw it in, uh, one, I have a, a bed of perennial, flowering perennials, and I threw that in uh, yesterday all around those uh, perennials. And uh, do, you know what, do you have any, any feel for, if, is that going to help keep the weeds down? What do you think, Terry? Well, to be honest, I'm a little, a little dubious, Ken. And the reason is when you're putting on a pre-emergent like that in your flower beds or your landscape beds, the whole idea is to spread that evenly throughout the bed. So, like, most of the time you're going to use, like, a shaker applicator over your bed. 
And when you do that, you control where that's applied, and you know that you've walked and shaken it over the whole area. When you put it on in a mulch, you're buying that, that product in a bag of mulch. How is it evenly applied? I, I don't know how they can evenly apply that to the mulch. Oh, to the mulch I, itself. I, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they cook what it or saying? what they do. The mulch has been yeah. stained with what's called chestnut brown. I don't know if it's in the stain or whatever, but that's a great question. So it may be hot and cold and hot and cold. Who knows? Huh? It might and, be. Not being uh, aware of what the chemistry is in that and how it's made, I just would question that we would get an even application you know it's just like when you buy it with a fertilizer you have to buy a reputable brand that's been uh, where it's been coated on the on the uh, carrier so that you know that it's going to come on your lawn evenly when you apply it with a fertilizer spreader and sure. when you're doing it with the uh, the mulch i'm just not sure how they apply it we use uh, a tumbler that does that a great big piece of equipment that actually bakes it onto the carrier, and uh, that's how it's put onto a fertilizer, but I'm not sure how they apply it to a mulch. Speaking of Tumblr and your equipment and your factory and so on, I haven't ever asked you this before. We have to take a break now, but when we come back, I'd love to know just to spend a couple minutes talking about your company. It's a smaller, uh, I think it's a family-owned operation, and a little bit about the history, and and I think your back east is where your headquarters uh, uh, is, and I would love to get a little background on that. And in the meantime, Terry is here for another, oh, 15 minutes or so, and taking lawn and garden questions. If you have questions about critters, about fertilizing weeds, garden pests, whatever it is, give us a call, 303-713-8255, and we'll be right back with Terry Wright right here on Around the House. Things break around the house. That's why there's Around the House with Ken Moon. It's 13 minutes before 11 o'clock, and we are talking to Terry Wright of the Bonine Company about lawn and garden issues. Uh, Terry, this year, uh, it seems, uh, uh, this is totally non-scientific, but I've gotten lots of calls in in my own personal experience, a lot of extra rabbits around, and there's some talk about maybe the the fox population, the predators are having some uh, disease problems and that sort of thing. Anyway, there seem to be a lot of rabbits around. Here's an email from Dan and Sandy. We like Repels All for rabbits. It works uh, well, but we have to apply it every few days. It just doesn't seem to last. What do you think's going on uh, there, Terry? Well, there could be several things. It could be that it's breaking down if there's a lot of moisture uh, as far as irrigation in the lawn, if they're irrigating, watering uh-huh. their lawn, or if it's having a lot of rain. And this year we're having a pretty wet season. Depending on where they're located, you know, that breaks it down as well where it doesn't last as long. Um, extreme sun in the summer can break it down. There's just some conditions where sometimes you have to apply it more often. As when you're using a natural product, you've got a lot of benefits because it is people and pet friendly, but you also do have the uh, flip side where you have to apply more frequently when it's well, not you know, a, a traditional chemistry. They didn't say where they're applying it. Now, I use mine, uh, and uh, I have railroad ties around my gardens. I spray it on the railroad ties. I have a whiskey barrel with with, uh, flowers in it. I spray the barrel itself. Uh, So I I find that if I spray it on things like rocks and 
borders and wood and so on, it does very, very well. Uh, maybe, as you say, if they're spraying it on grass or bushes or or something or else. If they're applying a granule where it's not sticking as long, where it's yeah. breaking down, you know, a little faster, maybe they should try the liquid if they're using the granule. I love the liquid because I can stand up and don't have to bend over to spray it on, on and you know, aim it and spray. And uh, my deer go, they seem to go somewhere else, which I don't regret at all. Here's another email, <laughs> another email from Bill. Uh, a number of fruit trees, and they all are putting out suckers. Anything for suckers from fruit trees? Yeah, we have a product called Sucker Punch, and it's very simple. It won't harm any type of tree because it isn't taken into the tree. And all you're going to do is, uh, if the if the sucker is like three inches or low or less in height, you can spray it directly on. We have a, a trigger spray that you can spray. Or if you have a larger sucker, you can cut that down, and we have it with a brush cap that you can buy with the brush and the lid that you can just brush it right on after you've cut it, too. Mm. Now, would this work? Uh, would this work on uh, aspen trees, as you know, notorious? That's exactly what most people carry it for in Colorado on their shelf is for the folks with aspen trees. Sure, the, the, they call mm-hmm. is, is is their name rhizome. I think I remember that name. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. The little guys that come up and they they're very persistent, aren't very persistent, aren't they? They are, and on a lot of plants, uh, a lot of. Uh, here in Texas, it's it's uh, live oaks or yopon hollies. Uh, a lot of places we've got it with certain flowering shrubs that get a little larger than people intend, and they sucker out at the bottom, get broader. Uh, crepe myrtles have a tendency to do that in a warm climate, but your aspen trees in Colorado are well known for it. Oh, but any absolutely. Type of a- a plant that suckers, you can use that on, and it's available at all your garden centers and your hardware stores. It's pretty readily available there. You know, you know that quack grass discussion hit a nerve. We had a one another caller call Kaylin in the control room. One more time, the product is the Bonide Crabgrass Killer, which works on quack grass. So look for that at some of the finer garden and home uh, and home centers. I, I was going to ask you, your company, uh, real, and we don't want to take a, uh, well, let's take a call real quick, but I want you to spend mm-hmm. a couple minutes talking about Bonide per se, but this is Laureen and Aurora. It's Laureen, uh, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hi. You're welcome. Hi. I sure enjoy your show. Thank um, you. I have a, a product I have not tried. It's found in the, it's shown in the uh, Starcrest of California catalog. It looks like about a 9 by 12 or 14 concrete stepping stone, and it's impregnated with some kind of a smell that the, the animals from bunnies to deer don't like, and it keeps them out of the garden without a lot of other uh, things to do against them. Commentary? Well, that sounds interesting, but it must be a pretty strong smell if it's going to last forever. No, I don't know how long it lasts. The, the description yeah. doesn't say, but it's, it, I thought I'd make the suggestion anyway. Well, you know, it, 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 with our high elevation sun here, stuff outdoors just doesn't last. Yeah, I would think maybe it smells for a month or so, and then off we go, you know, and then you've... Well, that you've, may well be, Ken. Y- yeah. Anyway, I would, I, what, I what are you trying to repel? Lorraine, what are you trying to repel? Pardon me? What do you, you have specific critters you're trying to repel? 
No, I live in the in Heather Gardens in Aurora, and I don't have to do anything about the lawn at all. Oh, she's in a, she's in a condo, Terry. Okay, right. she's think, she's thinking of your other listeners. She's trying. Oh, to that's helpful. very generous of you, Laureen. It sounds to me like with our high UV sunlight here, that's something that isn't going to last very long. But thanks. Thanks for your phone call. Time for a one more quick break, Terry, then we'll wrap it up. We'll talk a little bit about the Bonite Company, and uh, we have time for one or two more calls if you'll check in with us at 303-713-8255. We'll be right back. Stick around. Need advice for your home project? Back to Around the House with Ken Moon. Five minutes before 11, Terry writes our guest from the Bonite uh, company Terry, we, we talked for a minute, uh, a, a little bit about Bonite. It's a, is it still a family-owned uh, company that's um, uh, started back east? Am I right about that? It was it, Bonite is actually headquartered in a little village called Oriskany, New York, in upstate New York near Syracuse, between Syracuse and Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was started by the Wurz family. Over 92 years ago, we recently have been sold to another chemical company that's family-owned, Control Solutions. But it just gives us a little bit more power in the market as they have uh, the capability to generate new chemistry and things like that that we can work with as well. But they're a a longer, uh, older chemical company as well. Bonide has, uh, has a very, very long history. Um, you know, every chemical company has an EPA registration where you're registered with the Environmental Protection Agency. And uh, the Environmental Protection Agency, I believe, started in 1976. EPA's re- uh, registration number for Bonide is four. We are that wow. old of a company. So wow. we have a, uh, a uh, mission statement that we believe that it is our responsibility to create solutions for the consumer in either traditional chemistry or natural chemistry, and the consumer can decide which product would work best for them in their particular situation. So our our goal is to give either opportunity or option and let the uh, consumer decide which way they would like to go depending on the uh, instance that they're treating. Hey, Ken, one other thing before we lose time. I wanted to make sure we clarify, you know, all of uh, Bonide's weed products, herbicide products, are branded with the weed beater name. So when they go looking for that crabgrass and broadleaf weed killer, it's actually called weed beater plus and weed beater plus crabgrass and broadleaf weed killer. I did a commercial for weed beater, I think, one Mm -hmm. or two weeks ago, as a matter of now that you mention it. Weed beater ultra. Family member, the weed beater complete, probably, that you were doing, or ultra. I did ultra, ultra yeah. Uh Just a broadleaf weed killer. And the the crabgrass is also crabgrass and broadleaf weed killer. It works on both. So the weed beater ultra would be a good one for that? No, Um, it works just on on, uh, broadleaf weeds, it won't work on crabgrass or quackgrass. Okay, so, so give me the it, name one more time. Broadleaf. Okay, one, for the one for crabgrass or quackgrass or any of those harmful grasses, the annoying grasses, so to speak, it's Weed Beater Plus. It's crabgrass right. and broadleaf weed killer. Very so good. Weed Beater Terry, being the branded name. Thank you again for being with us. We'll, we could call this a crab, the quackgrass hour, I guess, but it's been a <laughs> lot of fun, and I really enjoy 
enjoy it when you come see us. So thank you again. Uh, and uh, Bonide.com if you have some questions about their products. And Terry, we'll talk to you again. I look forward Th to it. Thanks, Ken. Me too. Thank you, Terry Wright. Well, listen, uh, we've had help in the control room from Kalen Lengel today. Thank you so much. And you all have a great week. God bless. We'll see you next time right here on Around the House. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.